Okay. Hey guys, this is Trevor Probant. This is the uh, Land Investing Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. Uh, we've got another awesome interview with Spencer Anderson today. Um, before we get into that, again, I'm going to keep harping on it, but a uh, new masterclass is coming out with the boys over at Casual Fridays, REI. Um, if you wanted to ever have a extremely intense uh, four to five to eight hours a week, hand-holding, ass-kicking ideas, things like that. Um, this is this is the, the deal for you. Reach out to me, 940-736-8797. Or you can go to Casual Fridays, REI. Click on the Masterclass. Um, love to talk to you a little bit about it, see if it's a good fit for you. Anyway, enough of that. We're going to now we're talking to Spencer Anderson. He is a boy down in the southeast part of this country that does subdivides. And he's done it a little bit different. He didn't start with little bitty small five acre parcels in Mojave County like a bunch of us did. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, he's got some really cool ideas when it comes to banking, small town banking relationships things like that. So Spencer, introduce yourself, tell everybody kind of where you're at, where you're from, a little bit of background. All right. Hey man. Um, glad to be on here. Um, Spencer Anderson from North Mississippi, just outside of Memphis, Tennessee. I'm literally a, a stone's throw away from, from Elvis's place. Um, man, I started, started looking into this business several years ago when um, when I realized I, I wanted some land and I couldn't afford it. Yep. So, um, so just started digging into it, you know, and during COVID I bought, I bought my first piece of land for $2,500 and I was scared to death. Um, ended up selling it for, I think 7,000 or something. Um, done a few, man, I mean, like literally only a few few of those small deals you know buy for five sell for 10 15 whatever mm -hmm. um partnered with several folks um that got me to where to where i am now uh to where we are because i've got i've got a business partner in this chris newton um i don't okay. know if you've heard of him he was he's been to a few events but um yeah so anyway just started out flipping small lots and and um literally man Spencer where where did you hear about where did you hear about doing that like what did you buy a course did you listen to just a podcast did you what what's kind of the the impetus of that man actually um i found i found a piece of land that was undivided interest and i didn't know what an undivided interest was but it was 80 acres in a great area close to me I thought, man, I, I'm going to try and figure this out. So I started looking into it and figuring out what an undivided, I didn't know what a survey was or any of that parcel or nothing. I went to the, the, the county tax collector and was like, Hey, what's, what's up with this? And they told me you need to, I wouldn't touch that with a 20 foot pole. You need to run, turn and run. So, well, I'm hard headed. So I didn't and started digging. <laughs> 
started digging into it and found Seth Williams. Um, and just, man, it just snowballed from there. From there, I've been through um, the Casual Fridays course, um, several several different training mod- modules. That that's what that's what's cool. And I, again, we're going to go back to to the story and everything. But like, I still buy courses. I still spend money on things. And one of them, like I said, this most recent one with Ryan Zolan, which is a young guy out of Phoenix, and he does houses, but he works with agents all over the country. And, you know, I spent $5,500. I'm not necessarily learning anything when it comes to my business, but I'm paying for proximity and I'm paying for getting into another group of folks that are good people that hustle hard, that have the same outlook that I do. Right. That's something like there's a difference between buying a bunch of courses and putting them on the shelf and not doing anything with them. And, And there's a difference between buying courses and taking what you like and not taking what you don't like, right? Like that's that's the whole deal. We all have our own special sauce that makes us us. And what resonates with us in one course or one method of marketing or wh- whatever that is may not be exactly what fits your strengths, weaknesses, your competitive advantage in life and in this business, right? But there's always something, uh, my grandfather always tells us that, he goes, he's like, there's always something to be learned from anyone. Even if it's the drunk behind, you know, below the bridge downtown, if anything else, it's what learning what not to do in life, right? And exactly. so that's that's a great, great takeaway is like, don't be afraid to invest in yourself, right? We all, you know, we, we get told, hey, we, you know, the best investment is in ourselves. And a lot of people don't ever do it, right? And yeah. that's, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the funny thing about it is we all know that, but a lot of, a lot of folks don't do it. And obviously you were already willing to invest into yourself in order to grow. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is when I, I've, I've watched and followed Seth Williams for it probably, probably a year of listening to podcasts and just absorbing as much as I could online and on the internet. Um, you know, just reading stuff, watching videos, listening to podcasts. And then he offered like a discount on his, on his course. You know, I think at the time it was like 1500 bucks or something, you know? And I was like, man, that's, whoo, that's expensive. I don't know if I can do that, but I mean, now looking back, I mean, it was just, like you said, it was just an investment in, in some education that could push me forward. And now it's like, we, we're constantly investing in ourselves and either through masterminds, online education. Uh, my partner was just going through some title abstract training yesterday, you know, just, man, there's so much to learn. It's, um, you, you have to pour into yourself, man. It's, it's amazing when you finally find the thing that turns your crank, right. That turns you on, that engages you. Right that's that's when it's really fun because then you're just like i can't get enough of this shit yeah yeah for sure so anyway okay so you did some small deals which i didn't i didn't know and so you did some small deals and then what got you into the whole you you know you took you know casual fridays course and things like that what got you into these bigger deals uh marketing man i mean and honestly not knowing exactly how to market um I mean, we were just sending 
sending letters. I think we at the time we sent um, we were sending range offers and just drumming up as much communication that we could, you know. And that's that's where it all happens is is communicating, just talking. Yes. Have yes. Communication to find out if somebody wants to sell, where they're at. And honestly, the, the first subdivide that we did, there was just inkling. This was about two years ago. There was just inklings out there on, on the interwebs about pod, about um, subdivides. We were hearing it, but we didn't know anything about it. But I knew that there was guys in my market that were in my local market that were doing it. You know, it's been, and, and it's the oldest thing in the book, right? Like, I mean, it's it's literally cutting off pieces, right? Owner financing dirt and cutting off pieces is the origination of banking in America, right? It was as once once some of these people were were giving given these lands, right? And someone goes, "Hey, I've, a merchant finally has enough cash to try to buy some from somebody, right? Like that was given land from the king." Well, guess what? Then it got too expensive. The dirt got too expensive. You couldn't buy it cash. And so they're like, hey, I'll give you a promissory note or I'll give you a mortgage on this thing. Right. Like taking big pieces and cutting them into smaller pieces and making them affordable is the oldest trick in the book. (laughs) You know, I mean, my family's been doing it since 91. Right. Much less, much less. But yeah, it's just now in the last couple of years gotten quote unquote hot. Right. Even though it's the oldest, it's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. So anyway, we we sent some letters out to a county, and um, we got one back. You know, it was it was three sisters that owned. Let's see, what was it? Thirty acres each, and they were all along the road, had frontage. It was an old farm. That, you know, the the fields were all grown up. It was thick, full of briars. I mean, it was horribly unkept you know it was an old old home on the road that was dilapidated um i call it that 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 is that is the impetus of everything that we have right they can't make money it's 90 acres they can't make a living on the damn thing right they all are absentee owners no one lives there right no one's gonna upkeep it it's just sitting there and it's been a basically a savings account for them yeah yeah And it was actually somebody had already from Texas, never did find out who it was, but um, they offered them, I don't know, $2,500 an acre or something, but they were out of state. She called me because my number was local to where the land was. She's, she wasn't local, but she thought I'd have a better offer since I was local and knew them, you know, lived here. So, yep. um, so anyway... We, I called a surveyor, talked to a local land broker, um, who's been really helpful and man, just learned what I could from them. And he introduced me to, to a bank. I created a, a, basically a pitch deck after the broker told me what, what it's worth if I split it up, you know, so. I made an offer based on what his evaluation was of the land in 15 acre tracks. Um, Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing complicated. You know, I mean, this was just a simple PDF that I created 
with some numbers, figured out my survey costs, figured out what the, the mulching costs were gonna be, took it to the bank and presented it to them. They were like, we'd love to work with you. We've been doing this for years. We love this business. And that was the start of it, man. And then we sold that one on, on terms. So why, why, why are you selling them on terms? Is no one able to get the financing for it? Like, so, so what, what did you buy it per acre and what did you end up selling them per acre for? That one, I think it was almost a double. I think we, we ended up beating the Texas um, investors offer by, I don't know, a hundred dollars or something. And you know, $100 per acre. Yeah. Just to get the deal, because I wanted the deal, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think we paid like $2,500 an acre, ended up splitting it up, putting some money in it, you know, maybe $30,000 mulching surveys. And um, I think we sold it for right under 5000 an acre, you know, but. Pretty tough to beat that shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially especially when you use the bank to to do that right so your cash on cash is out of this world the interesting thing on that one though is we sold all of it to one guy he wanted to develop he wanted to develop a neighborhood on it but he didn't want to he didn't want to drop all the cash so he he gave us like eighty thousand down you know which covered a lot of our costs and um looking back i mean we got three percent three and a half three to three and a half percent financing on that and we're still still paying the bank note on it and we're, we sold it with eight percent interest you know um so i mean the numbers just work that way that they work awesome mm-hmm so so what so what what's the what's the term on that owner financing that you offered him right because if he's going to do the development end on it and your bank was okay with you wrapping that that terms those terms on that yep they didn't that's cool didn't give me any problem at all and and here here's here's a lesson guys right whenever whenever the bank says oh i don't know about that right like you say listen do you want one guarantor or would you like two guarantors on this thing but spencer's still technically his ass is on the line on a three and a half percent deal here, right? He's making the arbitrage. All these house people talk about sexy, you know, sandwich lease or sandwich owner financing, you know, right? Master lease, blah, 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 with an option. That's basically what he did, right? And he's able to, to come in and make sure that, that that is still in place. The bank still feels good because not only ha has their property doubled in value from what Spencer done, it's also going to potentially double or triple or whatever the hell in value as this other developer comes in and makes their collateral worth more money. That's a really, really cool way. And I have not thought about this, Spencer. It's a really effing cool way to come in and say, listen, talk to your bank, right? They know what you're going to do. Oh, man, that's a really good idea. I have not thought about that. And you come in and you say, hey, then you can literally market your own property and say, hey, if someone wants to either build barndos out here or they want to they want to come in and develop it further one way or other, I will 
offer owner financing on this property for you. That's a really, really cool way, man. Oh, I like that a lot. And I had never thought of it in quietly, quite in that manner. That That's awesome. So yeah. anyway, sorry. But, but my loan officer was, I mean, one of the reasons that he was, I mean, they, this particular bank knows this business. Yep. They've, they've been working with guys doing this for so long. They understand the business model. And one of the benefits to them is, you know, if we subdivide a hundred acres per se, cut it up into small tracks, we sell or finance it. Somebody wants to put a house or put a mobile home. Who do you think they're going to go to? Well, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them about my bank. So now, not only do they have a loan with me, they've also got a loan with an opportunity for a loan with ten other folks at extremely low basis, right? An extremely low basis for you on the value that you've built into it. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. So anyway, that was that was the first one. We did another one about, I don't know, six or eight months later. That was, you know, that was like 2020, late 2021. Um, no, I'm sorry. That was 2022. And that one, we were a little bit scared of that one just because of the, uh, the market, the economy, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. And anyway, e even my, my agent was telling me, man, you need to sell this one. Cause we got an offer, a low ball offer. And he was like, you need to sell, you need to sell. And I was like, I can't sell that low, you know, anyway, um, that one sold, that one flew off the shelf, man. Um, really? It flew off the shelf. And we, okay. are, are you owner financing again and wrapping them? That one, we only got, we only got one note out of that one. Everybody else paid cash. Cashed out. Gotcha. Bank financing. Which? What? What's the? What? Okay. So tell us the story on that one. What? How big was it? Cost? You know what? What was the story on that one? It was ninety-five acres. We bought it at fifteen hundred dollars an acre. Um, man, it was it was ugly, ugly land too. I haven't bought any beautiful land yet. That's okay. That's okay because you can come in and force appreciation and clear all that up, and it makes a makes that that curb appeal a hell of a lot nicer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we spent, I think we spent about twenty five thousand dollars in mulching on that place because it was it had been clear cut about seven years prior to us buying it, and it was grown up so thick you couldn't walk through it. You could not walk through it. Um, so we had that's, that's a great that's a great lesson, guys. Right. If you can't have your potential buyers get onto it, drive it, walk it, whatever the hell you need to, you might as well just waste, you're just wasting your time. That's a, that's a great thing. Yep. And you know what? I, I went back and forth for a while. Like, how do I, how do I save money while also improving the ability to market this to buyers? You know, because it, I mean, it was covered the back. 80% of it was covered in kudzu. It was so thick. Spring was coming on and kudzu grows fast. It grows, you know, somewhere around a foot a day. And it's just a vine that just covers everything. I knew I had to act fast because this was like um, early 2022 and it was starting to come on. And I was like, man, I got to move this stuff before that kudzu ruins the look, you know? <laughs> 
the things she, the things you learn about a Japanese vine when you're a land investor in the southeast. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, we we bought that for fifteen hundred dollars an acre, and I think we ended up selling it all off. We we invested. We probably invested about about forty five grand with surveys and uh, mulching. Um, spent a bunch of money on that one, but I mean, we, I think we sold it after, you know, after everything was said and done, we doubled our money easy on it. Um, but we had a, we had an agent on that one as well. So even after our, our agent costs, survey costs, mulching costs and the debt cost on it, I mean, we still doubled our money. I don't have the exact numbers right here in front of me. No, hey, no, 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 no. That guys, again, where can you come in and double money with twenty thousand grand? Like it, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there are places, right? But I don't, I don't know of very many places. I mean, if you can buy houses thirty cents on the dollar, which is really, really hard to do, right? Like that's that's really hard to do. But you can come in and force appreciation with so little capital out of pocket. That is the reason that we're in this game. It's the delta between what it is and the force appreciation and the actual capital that we have to do, right? Like that's the whole thing. You know, we may spend $200,000 to add a million dollars worth of value. That is where, that's why this game works. It's not anything special about it. It's just when you find the markets and you understand that what we're doing is not capital intensive compared to going vertical. Especially, right? especially when you have financing options. Bank yep. finance made the difference for us because we didn't have the capital. I mean, right before we did our first subdivide, you know, we were scared to invest $10,000 in something that we could sell for 20, you know. I mean, we didn't have a whole bunch of capital. So the bank gave us, you know, the opportunity to bring 20% down, you know, and, and finance the rest of it out over 20 years. With, with, okay, let's talk about that. So the broker bought you, brought you that bank? That that was how you, you had that relationship? Was it your broker? Yep. That it right there, guys. Write that shit down. These brokers know how to get paid <laughs> and they know who to talk to. They know who, whom to work with, right? That is a hack that no one talks about. Talk to your brokers, not about, not only about the area, but also talk to them about the banks in the area, right? Because these are the people that are going to invest in it or they're going to extend financing are the people that live in that area, know that area, like born and raised in that area. Because they feel comfortable with the investment. Yeah, that they, is the key. They know the, yep. they know the supervisors and the different districts. <laughs> they know the the, the jurisdictional reg, uh, regulations. You know, for subdivision zoning. I mean, they've got they've got good connections. That's what that's what I talk about all the time, right? Subdividing force appreciation game is a team sport. Yes. Try to find try to find the you're, you're trying to find Tom Brady, right? And maybe not all of them will be Tom Brady, but you find a really good broker, a really good banker, a really good road guy, a really good surveyor. It'll make your life a lot easier. Yeah, it is definitely a team sport, man. I mean, 
mean, we've been blessed to be able to pull the deals out of, you know, our, Hey, we're horrible at marketing. We have been. (laughs) We have greatly improved, but we've still got a long way to go. Uh, But you can, you can pull deals out of, out of bad marketing. You know, we're not great closers. You know, we don't have a huge team. Um, but the, the point is what you were just saying about partnerships, about, about a team, you know, I look at it as partnerships, you know, I partnered with a broker, I partnered with a surveyor. I'm partnered with a couple other guys on, on something that I think is really going to develop big, um, in the next several years, which is something else we can talk about. But so we bought a We bought a 270 acre track back in December of 2022 used bank financing. That was a $500,000 purchase. We didn't have the money. Me and my partner, Chris didn't have the money to take it down. So we partnered with a couple guys that, that have been doing this collectively between them and their family 30 years. Mm -hmm. They've got, again, you know, team, they've got the partnership. They've got the, the, the teammates, you know, here locally, the dirt guy, you know, the heavy equipment operators, the surveyors, the contacts in the county and existing buyers that will buy land from them. Yeah. Uh, but we partnered with them and they've been great to work with, man. It's, I'm t- it, it is such a good team sport. You know, if you can, you know, get out of your own way, man, get out of your own way and just give up some equity and work with other guys, man. And it, it'll expand your horizon. So anyway, on this one, we bought it in December of 2022, cut it up into several tracks. Uh, I think we had 11 tracks out of 270 acres, um, put about 50 grand in it, sold it all for one, about $7,000 shy of 1.2 million um, created about $700,000 in notes. And here's where it gets good, man, is we took those notes back to the bank and got a line of credit against those notes. So now any, any, listen to the, any deal moving forward, we don't have to bring cash. Now we've got a line of credit. We can use that 20% down on another loan and just let the income from those other notes just keep paying it down. So now we've got the, now we've got, I think we're going to have four, 400,000 plus in a line of credit. And that right there, that creates millions of dollars worth of opportunity. How, how did, how did, obviously was this because your partners have been doing this for a very long time? Was this something that you brought about? How how did that come across, right? Like using it as as collateral for a line of credit. Who how did that conversation start? That came from one of the partners that we came that we we partnered with on this big deal. That never even crossed my mind until That's know. why that's why that's why I asked, right? Because that that's a old school that's a high level shit kind of talk, like the discussion. That's why I was that's why I was talking to you. Because the banker's not gonna be like, well, guess what? Well, y'all created a bunch of these notes. We wrapped them, right? Now we're going to take those wrapped notes and we're going to give you a line of credit based on that, right? Yeah. 
that's not that's not a VP of some little bank coming up with that shit, right? And that's the cool thing about partnering with people and giving up equity today. That's going to feed you for a really long time. Yeah, but I mean, it's, subdivides are like you said, it's a team sport, man. You can you can do the flipping side of the, of the business by yourself. Yep, but subdivides are a team sport whether it's whether it's either you as the operator and you're managing surveyors brokers agents well um, you can't you literally can't do it you you don't have all the stamps you exactly. can't you're not a surveyor you're not a road guy you're not a you, you know what i'm saying like you can't do it all exactly exactly so these guys that we partner with man they're they've been great to work with they're there, I'm learning a lot just about subdivisions and how to do it, you know, from them. So it's an it's improving me and my partner's skill level, expanding our ability to buy more of these, you know. Um, and we've we got a long way to run, man. Just with this, just one subdivision that created a line of credit, we've got a long way to run on that line of credit. Yeah. Well, and here, here's another thing too, is, and I, I've got to do the same thing. I've got probably three banks, one that we do the majority with here in Angelo, but I've got three banks that really want to do stuff because I'm kind of leaning on, you know, my dad and uncle's, you know, coattails, right. As far as that's concerned, but also be willing to talk to a couple other banks just in case something happens to, right. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just, and I'm not telling you to do it today, but always make sure, right? Always make sure that you've got somebody else because you never can tell when something's going to happen. They're going to get what we call their, fill their silo, right? With, with land deals. And it's just, it's just a, it's a, banks are wonderful until they're not, right? That's, and they'll even tell you that, right? They'll be like, oh yeah, we'll do all these deals you want to. And then they'll be like, well, we're kind of full up on these particular deals, right? So yeah. that's not, yeah. not just for you, but for people listening, right? Like that's what we're talking about. But mm -hmm. that idea of first asking to wrap, wrap those notes, that's huge, right? And then two, taking those notes, taking those wrap notes, using those as collateral to find a, 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 a line of credit. That is something I'm going to go have some conversations next week about just because yeah. of this conversation. And I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't explored going to other banks, but we're looking at deals in other States now. And that's something that I want to, I want to learn more about like how to, how to make a, a, a community bank or a region, a small town bank feel comfortable with me coming in from out of state, out of area, out of County, wherever, you know, how, no matter how far away I am, and give them the security that that we can perform on a on a loan. Or but here's the cool, here's here's the cool thing. First of all, right? Like I tell everybody all the time: one, your numbers have to make sense. If your numbers make sense and it's a no brainer, and you can do appraisals based on that, it makes sense. Two, you're now a proven commodity, Spencer. You've done multiple deals, multiple different places, right? That right there gets you a hell of a lot further than you think. Right. I've already done these. I've already done this. And if you can go to these other banks and get them to one wrap and two use those as collateral, 
son, man. Like, no, like that's that's inspired me to go hustle up some stuff right now. We've got some stuff coming up that I would love to wrap. I would love to offer owner financing, even if it's just short term, even if it's just two or three year owner financing, right? Yeah. So so on on your purchase deal there, right? Like you're you're putting twenty percent down with with your deal. What's kind of the terms on that? Like it's a twenty year amortization, but what is the is it a five year note? Is it a full twenty years? Like what what's what's kind of the 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 terms that you're you're getting right now? Um or in the past, it didn't have to be today, but you, you know what I mean? Like the ones that y'all have done. Man, um, they've all been a little bit different. And I think it's just depending on, on how the how the bank feels, you know, how secure they feel about where you are financially, you know, because you got to bring them your financial statements. Oh, yeah. And your ability to perform on it. So my first loan, our first loan on the subdivide, had the best interest rate and the best terms, you know, it was termed out for 20 years. And I think the, I think it re uh, like the, the interest rate would be adjusted in five years. So we're, yep. we're working on paying that off before that time. Um, but the, the second one we did, I mean, it had a 10 year, 10 year term, you know, and I think that's just because they wanted to make sure, you know, that they're not stretching it out too far with yep. us. They didn't want us yep. to stretch too far. Yep. So they tightened up on us a little bit. On, yep. this, on this last one where we partnered, I mean, the guys that we partnered with, they've already got relationships with the bank. And, and they got a bunch of money sitting back there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. So those that that was the best one so far, you know. I mean, it was termed out over twenty years with a with a one year payment. I mean, we sold that land in eight months before we even had to make a bank payment, you know. Yep, annualized payment. Yep, yep. So, so that that's that's what's really cool, right? When you when you can can find that where you can find those areas that you know that in your neck of the woods that you got a good team built around you, right? Starting with that broker, that you can for, double pre, double the value on, on them. Plus, you're also able to get bank financing on it. Plus, you're able to wrap that using owner financing, right? And get a spread. then take that then take those damn wrap notes and use them as collateral for a line of credit. Uh, I need to I need to up my game, Anderson. I need to up my game, man. So. Call me up. Let's talk. <laughs> There's so much room to run, buddy. Oh, I know. No, no, no. It's just like I said. I think. I think it's. I think it's absolutely fantastic, right? Like I. I think that is that is the coup de gras when it comes to using banks and the flexibility and the relationships and things like that. Again, with you using those team members, that kind of stuff is freaking rocket fuel to your business. Yeah, right? I'll warn you though, man. I've been blessed to to be I mean my my business partner is a workhorse man he's he has been a blessing to to our business um my wife obviously has been a blessing just by being the world's best cheerleader you know and constantly encouraging me because this 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 business is for me it's been up and down up and down you know if I don't get a deal man it crushes me 
if I miss a deal, it crushes me. But then when you get one, you're on the top of the roller coaster. You're like, I can't stop now. So anyway, yeah. the part, the other partners that we just partnered with, man, they're, they are, they're good operators and I'm fortunate and blessed to have been able to, to come across them and meet them through my network. Um, but I've been warned by them and, and other individuals. They're saying like, if you get into a bad partnership, it could be, it could be bad. Like it could be one of the worst things you do, you know? There, what, what, what is it? There's a saying that the, the, the ship guaranteed, what is it? The only ship guaranteed to, to, uh, to sink is a partnership, right? Like that's, that's where, and that's what I enjoy about real estate. You know, if, if Spencer and I want to come in and do a subdivide in Mississippi or Texas, we're connected until that deal is done. If Spencer and I want to come in and build a bass fishing boat company, we're hooked at the hip until one of us gets bought out. Right. And so that's what I enjoy about real estate and some deals. I don't like, I won't do deals with other people after a while. If you're a pain in the ass, if you're always bitching or having problems or one way or other, that's fine. We'll get this thing sold out and we're, we're on our own way. Right. That's the cool thing that I like about, the real estate side versus a coming in and, and building a widget or, or, or things like that. Right. Is it, it's a, usually a shorter term partnership and I've got partnerships all over kingdom come based on the LLCs, based on the project, not based on an LLC. And again, you may have it, you may have stuff set, set up differently, but for me, for my, my, my end, I am the sole owner of go West lands. That's how I like to do it. And then we'll partnership on particular deals again that, but, but that, that's a, that's a very valid point and a very valid conversation. If people aren't pulling their weight, if people aren't doing what they're saying they're going to do, you don't want, you don't want to dick with it. Life's too short. Yep. Yeah. So, um, anyway, man, we've, we've got a couple more lined up, um, nearby us. You know, hopefully in the next 60 to 90 days, we'll close on, close on those and, um, looking for more opportunities, man. I got, I got one in, in Georgia that I'm, I'm eyeballing right now that I wanted to talk to you after, after we get off here. Okay. Um, So for sure. Well, so, so who is, who is your buyer? Is it just a recreational buyer or are these people turn them into primary residences or like who, who's, who's your buyer for most of y'all stuff? Uh, most of it is folks that are, that are wanting, wanting to get out of the city. Yep. I mean, we're, we're within 60 minutes. All of our subdivisions have been within 60 minutes of, of Memphis. Um, I mean, it's folks, especially during COVID man, folks were, folks were gobbling up everything on the market, you know, and when you offered financing, even more opportunity that that's that's the key there man it opens up the fire pool the way i describe what we do to people is we buy land in large tracts in a you know most people can't afford a large tract of land so we buy it we take that risk we cut it up we improve it improve it to the to the amount that 
you know, Joe and, and his wife, Jenny, can go walk the land. They can envision yeah. themselves there. And we make it affordable for more people. So now we've taken a large tract of land that the majority of folks cannot own. And we cut it up into smaller tracts and make it affordable for the majority of people. So we've opened. It's, it's been uh, done people. over and over again. Yes, we take non-trophy exactly. assets and we make them affordable. That's all we do, right? That is our game. Yep. You know, obviously there's the trophy places and they're going to get bought from some rich guy out of Nashville or, or Atlanta or something, right? Like the, the real trophy places, right? And there are. And there are some unbelievable places all over this country and they're going to continue to be their three, 400 acre tracks, especially the last three or four years when prices have gone through the damn roof. Normal people can't afford non-trophy assets, right? And so that's all we're doing. We make unaffordable land affordable. That's all we're doing. Yep. Yeah. And we have, I mean, to answer your question, who's buying, what type of buyer is buying most of our land? A lot of folks are just looking to, to get out of the city. They, they want something. Well, I mean, they're selling houses that have appreciated, you know, dramatically over the past four years. And a lot of them are looking to put a mobile home on it. So, yep. I mean, we don't sell, uh, we've only done three subdivisions. I mean, I'm, we're still babies in this game. Yeah, but, but still, but still, you know, you know who your avatar is. You know who is buying most of this shit. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not selling. We're not selling rec land. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for it, but I just don't know it yet. Just because. No, I would, I would stick with that. Especially, I'd stick with what you're doing, man. Especially with nine percent interest on this shit. Like, yeah, no, I would stick to what you're doing because here's the thing about it. Not everybody, but for the most part, most people, especially that we have scar tissue from from COVID and everything, would you rather raise your kids and enjoy yourself on a quarter acre lot next, you know, looking in the windows of your neighbors? Or would you rather raise your kids on a 10 acre lot where they got room to run around? You can have a nice cool glass of iced tea, watch your kids play with your chickens or miniature donkeys or whatever the hell women like doing right now. Right? Like, and I don't care who you are, unless you are a true urbanite, they're going to be like, no, kids need room to run around. That is the dream, right? And that's what you're providing. We're, you're providing that opportunity for people to do that. Yep. And it can literally change families' lives forever. Yep. But you know, we're the bad guys for cutting up big places. So, <laughs> says, says who? No, says all kinds of people. None of my buyers have said that. I agree with you. I've had buyers literally crying. I had a guy when we did Bond Road in 2021. He was literally tearing up. I was shaking his hand, and we we're moving a, a mobile home out there. You know, for a hunting deal. He lives in Austin. And he's like, I have I have waited 20. I think we said 22 or 23 years to have this day. He bought it cash nearly a million bucks, whatever it was. But he's like, this is exactly what I wanted. He's like, that's this awesome. is exactly what I want. And that's the kind of shit that, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, y'all are cutting up these big places. Well, guess what? The big places were put together to run and make a make a make make money on. Bad thing is, as primary producers, they can't even feed one family, much less multiple families, right? 
We all had, they all had to go back into town. It's a weird thing, man, because we all had to go back into town to get jobs to, to pay for a lifestyle so we can make enough money to go back and live in the country. It's yeah. a, it's a weird, it's a weird deal, man. It's a weird yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Some, you know, talking about that guy, man, it's something <laughs> we don't have our branding right or anything, man, but, um, something that I've thought about rebranding and having a, a, a motto or a slogan or whatever, you know, is putting, we put land in the hands of those that love it, you know? Yeah. No, dude, I love it. That, that, that is a really, really cool way of doing it. Right. Like we always just say it buy it by the ranch and sell it by the pasture. That's from my dad and uncle and them. But I, I like what y'all are doing and especially having that bank relationship. And that's something guys, that's something that y'all can do starting this next week, right? Or today or tomorrow, whatever. Go talk to these banks. See if they'll do that, right? Again, wrap it. If they'll offer, if they'll be able to wrap it with owner financing. And then two, if they'll be able to use those those new loans, right? As collateral. Yeah. For, for a line of credit. I, I'm going to. 100%. And I'll, I'll let Spencer know and maybe we'll we'll have to follow up here in a couple months just trying to see what I can do because that 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 stuff is game changing, man. It really is. And this this is a long game play, man. For sure. This is a long game play. This is not a get rich quick scheme. Um nobody nobody goes nobody gets get going home money by doing one simple subdivide or two or 10, right? Like it takes time. Yeah. Whether, I don't care what what your guru says that you listen to on TikTok or whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's it's work too, man. I mean, it's work. <laughs> but but I'm not laying bricks and I'm not digging ditches, man. So I'm I consider myself blessed. A hundred percent. That's what my my uncle and I were out doing a deal out, and we're a Red Mill Ranch was was seventeen hundred and twenty acres. And we had uh, our surveyor out. He's a young guy, Gehrig. Real, anyway, and he was carrying all, all this equipment and everything. And that's where my uncle goes, man, I'm glad we're using our brains and not our, not our backs anymore. Yeah. Right? And he used to be a welder. I mean, the dude, he, he knows how to work, right? And he's like, to hell with that. <laughs> you know, um, again, is it work? Is it stress? Is it this and that? Yes. But what I, I, I absolutely love it. And so that's a big deal for me. When you love it, you're not necessarily quote unquote, you know, working, you know, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm as happy as I can be providing more value to more land owners. Right. And that, and, and buyers and providing that of non-affordable land and making it affordable. That's, that's what we're here for. And, and again, if, if we're not providing value to the marketplace, we're not going to make any money. Right. No one's going to buy it. Yeah. So we, we know we're doing good when we sell our product. Yeah, we got we got some we got some wins behind our sales though, man. Um I think I think we're living in a in a time of opportunity in this business because for one thing there's there's a huge buyer pool um in the next 10 years whatever um with the next generation, you know, they're saying that they're there's more of these in the, the millennial generation than there are. There's more home buyers in the millennial generation than, than, uh, the baby boomer generation. hundred percent. 
and we've had low inventory in housing for, you know, 10 years or more now. Yep. Um, and we've got high interest rates right now. Well, that just creates opportunity for us to go cut up land and sell it to folks where they don't have to go to the bank to get financing. One million percent. And that's something that I have not done. I've not done the owner financing because again, a lot of our stuff is a larger dollar signs. And so we just got to kind of wrap our mind around that. But I, I, th- I couldn't agree with you more. I think what you're doing right now is, is a way to do it. It's good quality product. It's close to civilization. It, I, yeah, no, I, I, I think you just need to keep, keep put, keep doing what you're doing for sure. For sure. So, well, Spencer, Hey, it's, we're at 48 minutes. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can they do deals with you? Like what, what, what can we do to, to help you out, man? Um, I mean, I don't have, I don't have Twitter. I'm not, I mean, I'm on Facebook, but you can find me on Facebook. You can call my cell phone, 901-212-8310. Or you can send me an email at, uh, Spencer at the pyramid properties.com. There you go. And, and where, where are you based out of again, Spencer? North Mississippi, just outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. That, that's what we want. We want people to know, right? If they come across deals, areas, things like that, that you, you need to be getting a hold of Spencer. That's so. right. Part, my partner is out of, Chris Newton is out of uh, Birmingham. So, I mean, basically we can work anything from North Alabama, North Mississippi, West Tennessee, East Arkansas, I'm not Dude, that, the, you're in a hell of a good area, bud. It's still quote unquote affordable. They're still pretty lax when it comes to some of the rules and there's lots of jobs coming into that whole area. You're, you're, you're setting yourself up for the long haul, buddy. You're, you're going to be good. Well, man, thank you for the opportunity to get on here and talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to, maybe we can set up a deal here in a couple of weeks and we can do a follow up and I'll cry to you about my banks telling me, kick off <laughs> <laughs> see see what we can do on that but anyway well spencer thank you again um guys again thanks for listening like i said there's there's many many ways to roam this is a really cool one and i really love what spencer and the, his his partners are doing down in the in the wonderful southeast southeastern part of this country so have a great day talk to you soon